Hello, Cosmic Cats. I have a fun update to share with you. You and I are pretty cool now, and I know how much you love fun stories and adventures. So, that's why I wanted to share that there's a brand new podcast out now that I think you're going to love. The podcast is called Mysteries About True Histories, and it features some new friends of mine, Max and Molly. I'll let them tell you more. From the creators of Who Smarted Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Cosmic Cats. Welcome back to Musicland Stories, the origin point for all music and adventure stories in the known universe, and some of the unknown ones. And we're here at the Musicland Concert Hall. It's your friend, the conductor, here with the crescendo to the endo. In music, The crescendo is the part where the song gets louder and louder until it feels like it's about to burst. Stories do that too. Think how Moe's story started out. In a quiet field that wasn't so quiet, back on her home planet of Syncopia. Back then, she only had a beat. Then she met Professor Pandemonium, who taught her to surf the sound waves. She made a true friend in Twilo, who carried a melody all his own. Shiva Loka gave her a righteous ride, the Stella by Starlight, a spaceship set to zoom in on the location of the Orchestra Obscura. They took a quick detour to rescue Little Boy, Benny 3000, and Delia Decibel from Asteroid Atlantis. Those funky outcasts brought the bass, the rhymes, and some sweet robotic dance moves. Just as they were closing in on their destination, They got sucked into a black hole and crashed into the planet Guardia, where they thought they were being attacked by the monstrous Guardians. But it turns out, the Guardians were friendly weirdos on their way to the Orchestra Obscura reunion show at the Musicland Concert Hall. The Guardians' ride to the show crashed down outside. It was none other than Professor Pandemonium and his cosmic crew whose spacefaring school bus was currently nose down in the foam rubber surface of the planet. When Mo heard his voice, she rushed out of the Guardian's cave to go meet him. Whoa, 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 we took a left there. The professor was standing by the wrecked bus, hands on his hips, and scratching his head, and stroking his chin, all at once. He was grumbling about a right turn at Rizal 9 when he saw Mo sprinting toward him. He threw all five of his arms around her in a huge, multi-tentacled hug. I knew the cosmic sound waves would cycle us back together, he shouted. What have you been up to? Mole told him about her adventures. But you can go back and listen to the earlier episodes if you need to catch up. 
she introduced him to Twilo and the rest of her new friends. With the help of the Guardians, they got the bus unstuck and back on its wheels. But it was in rough shape. Do you think she'll make it to the Musicland concert hall? Mo asked the professor. He shrugged all his shoulders. In this condition? I'm not sure we'll make it out of the black hole, he said. Nothing escapes a black hole, said Virgil. Lucky for us, this was not quite a black hole. More like deep purple. Twilo came up with a great idea. The Stella by Starlight could pull the bus out of the black, the deep purple hole. Delia Decibel ran the calculations in her amazing robot brain, and the math worked out. With the engines of both ships going full blast, they could blow themselves right out of the hole. The Guardians worked on hitching the two ships together, while Mo chatted with Janice and Betlam and the rest of the Cosmic crew. When Lemmy grunted that everything was ready, everyone loaded onto their ships. Mo fired up the Stella's engines. There was a shudder and a whine. Mo wasn't sure the Stella would be able to pull the bus, much less blast them all out of the deep purple hole. But she believed in their ship. It wasn't as fancy to look at as the thin green Duke's pirate ship, but the Stella by Starlight had gotten them this far. And Delia Decibel's math said it could be done. Mo gave it one more try. Faster than you can say B-B-B-Benny and the jet propulsion, the Stella by Starlight shot into the air, dragging Professor Pandemonium's bus in its wake. Twilo got on the radio to the professor. He looked to Delia Decibel for the signal, the exact moment for the professor to fire up the bus's engines and propel them through the deep purple hole. Delia gave the signal. Twilo shouted, Now! With a heave and a lurch, the professor's bus latched onto the nearest interstellar sound wave, and combining with the power of the Stella's engines, the two ships busted right out of that hole, back into the star-filled expanse of outer space. Woo! I love a good action sequence, don't you? Reminds me of when Trombone Shorty and I were being chased by gators in the Louisiana bayou. I thought we were goners. But then Shorty gave the swamp boat the gas, and we left that gator in the dust. <laughs> well, in the swamp. Anyway, Mo clicked the autopilot back on, and she was surprised to see they had very nearly arrived at the spot marked where you're going. She shouldn't have been surprised, though. The Musicland Concert Hall is never too far. It's connected to anywhere there's music. If you're practicing your violin or singing in the bathtub, you're no more than a couple notes away. So later that same day, the Stella by Starlight, tugging Professor Pandemonium's bus behind it, landed out front of the Musicland Concert Hall. You haven't seen the concert hall from the outside, so let me tell you a little about it. The concert hall looks different depending on what angle you might come at it from. If you practiced hours and hours to get here, it might look like an Italian Renaissance building, full of flourishes made out of Roman red brick. 
if you and your friends picked up guitars and learned three chords in your garage, it might look like a crummy storefront with graffiti on the walls, a big awning with red letters over the door, and the promise of a rockin' night inside. Mo and her friends came to the Musicland Concert Hall by traveling all over the galaxy. So from their angle, it looked like a huge and shining UFO. A wide disc ringed in swirling lights. At its center was a dome that faded from purple to green to a color that looked exactly the way a piccolo sounds. Whatever angle you come at it from, the Musicland Concert Hall looks like the most wondrous place you've ever seen. Because it is. Would I work any place that wasn't wondrous? Parked next to the concert hall was the second wonder of the musical universe, the great pyramidal arc of the Orchestra Obscura, with the giant gold hawk on its front. Mo remembered it descending in the field of Syncopia, covered in flashing lights in orange, red, and green. But now, the great space art is dark. The main gate was open. Mo picked up the legendary drumsticks of Krupa Khan. They glowed brightly in her hand. She'd gone through so much to get the sticks and to bring them here to this moment. The moment she'd take her place behind the skins and play with the orchestra obscura. But she'd taken too long, and Krupa Khan had come back to rejoin the band. This show at the Musicland Concert Hall would be a celebration of their reunion. I have to give the sticks back, said Mo. Twilo and Little Boy and Benny 3000 cried out, The sticks belong to Mo! She worked so hard for them. No one could take them away from her now. Delia Decibel word and click. Assumption. True. No one can take them away from you. Counter-argument. You could give them back. Now, hold up, you're saying. Didn't I... Your friend, the conductor, take those sticks from Mo way back on Syncopia, kicking off this whole mess? I did indeed. But the sticks weren't hers yet. Now, Mo and the sticks shared a whole lot of story. I don't want to take all the credit for that, but I did help. You know, you were there. Mo had made her decision. She disembarked from the Stella by starlight. Professor Pandemonium and the Cosmic Crew called out to her, but Mo walked across the parking lot and stepped into the dark gate of the Ark. The gate led into a long tunnel with walls made of limestone bricks. The walls were carved with symbols. An eye, a treble clef, a feather, a snake. As she walked down the tunnel, Mo trailed one hand along the wall, feeling the shapes carved there. There was a rhythm written into the walls. Her footsteps echoed, and the echo doubled over and back, creating another rhythm. Mo held the drumsticks in front of her, so their glow lit the way, and the clacking together of the two sticks in her hand was a rhythm, too. The only rhythm Mo registered was the rhythm of her own hearts, banging out a nervous beat as she went deeper and deeper into the pyramid of the arc. 
Mo saw a light, and the tunnel opened up into a massive, brightly lit room full of every instrument imaginable. At the far end of the room, Mo saw an old man tapping his fingers on a snare drum. She knew this was Krupa Khan, the galaxy's greatest drummer. Mo cleared her throat. Excuse me, sir. I think I have something that belongs to you. Krupa Khan turned to look at her. He wore a sharp black suit and big clunky glasses, and his hair was slicked back. His back was bent and his skin was weathered. He looked delicate and strong all at once. When he saw the sticks glowing in Mo's hand, he smiled. Why, hello there, old friends. And hello to you. You must be Mo. Mo blushed. You know my name? Mo asked. Of course I do, he said. Toots Uncommon told me all about you. He said you're destined to be the next drummer of the Orchestra Obscura. That word, next, stung Mo's brain like a wrong note. Not the drummer now, but the drummer next. Don't get too down, said Krupa Khan. Next is a magical word. It's got promise in it. See, the Orchestra Obscura is a permanent gig. Once you sign on, you're in for life. I didn't know that. That's why I had to run away for a while. I knew I'd be back, and here I am. You've got too much to do before you join up with this outfit. When you're ready, the Orchestra Obscura will be here for you. Mo held out the drumsticks, and the old man hesitated. They're ours, he said. Yours and mine. If you want to hold on to them, I'd make do with something else. You've earned them. Mo shook her head. She wanted him to have them. Krupa Khan smiled. I can't say I'm not happy to hold these again. These were the first sticks I ever drummed with. Nothing else feels exactly right in my hands. Thank you, Mo. He turned and started to rat-a-tat on the snare. Mo got the sense there was nothing more to say, so she started back toward the tunnel. Before she left, Krupa Khan called out to her. I'll see you at the show tonight, won't I? Of course, said Mo. She'd only seen the orchestra march out of the ark, and even that was the most amazing thing she'd ever seen. There was no way she'd missed the chance to see them play a real show, even if she felt like her heart was breaking. It's some coincidence, isn't it? said Krupa Khan. Mo gave him a curious look. The orchestra's made up of players from a hundred planets across the galaxy. We've got more than one of every instrument. But we only ever have one drummer. It's always someone from Syncopia. Just like you. Just like me. He turned back to his snare drum, and Mo turned toward the tunnel. 
And I'm turning to you to say we are very nearly at the end, my friend. Sometimes before the end is a crescendo. Sometimes it's a sad minor chord that has to resolve into something brighter before the song is over. If I promise you a happy ending, Cosmic Cats, do you promise to come back and hear Mo finish her song? If I were you, I wouldn't miss it for the world. For now, this is the conductor. Out. Music Land Stories is a collaboration between Starglow Media and Double Elvis. Executive producers from Double Elvis are Jake Brennan and Brady Sadler. Executive producers from Starglow Media are Jet Baker and Agarenish A. Palmer. This episode of Music Land Stories was written by Bob Prohl. Alessandro Santoro is our showrunner. Narration by me, Nikki Lynette. Original score by Jonathan Warman. Story editing by Zeph Lundy. And episode mix by Colin Fleming. Grown-ups, you can find more ad-free audio fun for the whole family by subscribing to Starglow Plus on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts.